Hello and welcome to At First Glance, a podcast where we take a glance at movies, television, anime, video games, and let you know if it's worth a second. Today we are going to talk about Godzilla vs. Kong. I'm your host, Jeremy McKinley, joined by... Glad to have you back, brother. Glad to have you back. So, the two most famous kaiju in the history of um, kaiju have a are finally coming together for the second time. I don't know if you've seen the first one that came out many, many years ago, but uh, this one they've been building up since, like I guess, the 2014 Godzilla that they did with Gareth. I want to say Gareth Edwards, because Gareth Evans did the raid. So, uh, but uh, what? Uh, before we just hop into this one real quick, just give me your brief fandom or not fandom of Godzilla and your thoughts on the, on the build-up to this big clash between these two titans. So, Godzilla growing up was just really cool. You know, giant lizard, huge fire, sold, 100% sold. Um, I had not really watched a lot of the the great classics of Godzilla growing up. I've just seen some stuff here and there. I saw the one American version that everyone really disliked. Um, what was it, Godzilla 2000? And funny enough, as a kid at the time, whether I was 12 or 13 or whatever, um, I enjoyed it. You know, that was my first Godzilla and everything. I was like, oh, this is cool and fun and interesting and stuff. Um, but yeah, I was a man who's grown up. I've had pet snakes, pet bearded dragons. Um, I've had a lot of lizards and stuff like that growing up. So a Godzilla type thing was just my total jam. And again, sold on the back he has like fire, shoots fire. And then Kong, Kong was always cool because he's like a really giant, smart ape and everything. But the one thing he was lacking for me, he didn't have any bonus powers or anything. It was just his intellect, you know? Um, I will say, of the, the newer movies that have come out for Godzilla and, and for Kong, the, the 2014 Godzilla movie didn't do really much for me, and yet the Kong Skull Island one did a lot to me. I really enjoyed that movie. And so for this movie, I was interested in seeing it, but I wasn't overly hyped. I wasn't like, you know, oh man, I really, really want to see this. I was just like, oh, I hope it turns out good and enjoyable the way Skull, uh, Kong Skull Island was. Nice, yeah. I'm a I'm a huge Godzilla fan. Um, I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm the I wouldn't say I'm the world's biggest. I mean, I do have a Godzilla poster in my room, so uh, I'm, I'm I'm definitely a big fan. I grew up watching it with my dad. They used to have these. Uh, they had this thing on TNT called uh, Monster Vision, where they would just show marathon. Where they would just have marathons of Godzilla, old Godzilla movies, and I would watch those with my dad. So I grew up just loving the atomic lizard. I have, I used to have a Godzilla toy somewhere around here, but I used to like just love just watching those old things. And then when the uh, the 2014 one came out, the one you said you didn't like, uh, I saw it with my dad because you know we grew up with Godzilla, so it was a father son thing, and we both were super bored <laughs> with it for the most part because it's just like, I mean, they went the Jaws method, but you don't really, you shouldn't really do Jaws with Godzilla. <laughs> Um, no, you, you absolutely want to see the big kaiju. You want to see the, the big creature. And uh, you don't want him just hiding in the shadows or be invisible. You can do that like once or twice, but you don't want like 75, 80% of your movie being that. Yeah, that... And it's kind of cool that you, you mentioned that that was your connection with you and your father. You know, I think each of us has different connections with our parents. Uh, my father and I, we actually got um, really connected through watching Star Trek together. Oh, nice. You know, my, my dad used to talk about how exciting it was to watch the original Star Wars, you know, about having all of this cool machinery and, you know, future stuff in space and what the possibilities of the future was. 
Miller being like a very mechanically manned person, that stuff really stood out to him. And what he also really liked about something like Star Trek was their job wasn't to go out and harm people. Their job was a Peace Corps mission, that the, the Star Trek, the Enterprise, were going to other cultures and they were recording them to the world. It's kind of like they were explorers. They were exploring the galaxy and recording who are the nice people and who are the bad people. And uh, so a lot of their resolutions were non-violent, you know. So that's pretty cool that you and your dad had that Godzilla connection. And then, like, for me and my father, it was through Star Trek. Nice, yeah. And then what else came out? Kong Skull Island came out, and I think you, it was you, me, and Brian that saw it, right, together? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, uh, and that one was definitely the one that was, I think, the strongest uh, of the bunch, definitely because it was the first one to have, like, actually, to actually have actual humans we cared about. <laughs> I mean, I didn't really care about Brie Larson or Tom Hiddleston, but I definitely love Sam Jackson, uh, John Goodman, John C. Riley. Uh the supporting characters were definitely way more fun, and the whole backdrop of like of it being like at the end of the Vietnam War, just having this kind of period piece, soldiers on a monster island vibe, just totally worked for the movie. Yeah, and, absolutely. And that movie honestly just made me a fan of Kong instantly. And like you said, just a great cast. The monsters were threatening and interesting and scary. You know? Oh yeah. And uh, they definitely had a presence. The humans, the army, had their own presence. Like, they were legitimately threatening. And one thing I appreciate about that is sometimes it's tough when I watch superhero movies or things that have superpowered creatures. Like, I don't like when the humans are just such a non-threat in movies. It kind of annoys me uh, as a trope. I don't like when it's just Batman and Superman are the only two threatening and all that stuff. And it's the same with, like, Godzilla and Kong. I actually think the humans, when we have nuclear weapons and stuff, should be able to throw a good punch. And that's one thing I remember in uh, Kong, Go Island, is that even the humans had enough firepower to be threatened. Yeah, they definitely did. So uh, that was definitely probably the best. And then Godzilla, um, King of the Monsters came out. And although I did not think it was as good as Skull Island, I thought it was a uh, it was a far better uh, Godzilla film than the 2014 one. I definitely got more fun they definitely did not tease godzilla anymore because it was it was just it was just face neck and chest godzilla fight gorgeous cinematography great wide shots godzilla fighting Ghidorah. you had Ghidorah fighting rodan you had you know the two-on-two with rodan and Ghidorah versus mothra and godzilla and then you had godzilla going like you know super saiyan atomic godzilla at the end which i thought was awesome so honestly for me i had a great time i was like i turned into a 12 year old kid watching that movie so and so if i were to probably rank him uh right now it would definitely be this skull island and then king of the monsters and then that's that 2014 one i just wouldn't watch again but those two ones right now are definitely the most fun did did you see the, the king of the monsters or no i did and i actually do find that movie a lot more enjoyable Uh, like you said, in the 2014 one. So I did watch King of the Monsters, and uh, the funny thing is, I kind of skipped through a lot of that movie, but I watched about half of it straight, and then the other half, I just skipped through the monster fight. And yeah, all of the monsters and the cinematography looked amazing. Um, I thought the human characters and their plots were very cheesy. You know, it was a very, like, uh, altruistic, you know... Uh, and let's end human humanity and let's end humankind storyline with a weird family dynamic. I thought it was just kind of goofy and over the top. But yeah, the the kaiju's and the Godzilla fights I thought were pretty awesome. Actually, agreed. So getting to this one, Godzilla 
versus Kong, not King Kong, but just versus Kong, directed by one Adam Wingard. I don't know if you've ever, uh, I, I guess you have. So uh, he did the guest, which I really enjoyed. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if you've seen that one. Uh, and then he did the movie You're Next, which I really enjoyed as well. Oh, that one is solid, yeah. That, I actually really like that one, yep. And then, uh, unfortunately, he uh, he butchered one of the greatest anime of all time with Death Note. <laughs> oh, Death Note. Oh, man. So. <laughs> did, he, he, did the, uh, he did the Netflix Death Note? Yeah. Oh, man. For anybody out there listening, still watching, like, the last 10 minutes of Death Note is a uh, hilarious 10 minutes, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. if you're a fan of Death Note, it's a sure way to just piss you off, but it just makes me laugh with how over-the-top and outrageous they are. And they just take the, the powers of the Death Note to an extreme in a way that it never worked in the, the anime, or in, the, in the, the manga or the anime. Yeah, and they also made the characters. It was like, it was, it was definitely Death Note by way of CW, so... <laughs> Yeah, exactly, hundred percent. And so, uh, but he's poor Willem Dafoe. You do because, do because he because because like honestly, that is a performance I want to see in a better movie, right? Yeah, I mean, I thought Willem Dafoe was perfectly cast in the movie, but just in a terrible version of it. Yeah, yeah, because his voice was perfect for that character too. So, yep. But uh, let's hop on to this movie. Uh, basic plot: uh, humans need Kong to go do something important. They're hiding him in this uh, this kind of giant kaiju terrarium, and it's apparently it's meant to hide him from Godzilla, because Godzilla is just kind of like he has a sense for like other alpha kaiju, and I guess Kong is I, I guess Kong is like one of the other few alpha kaiju out there. So there's kind of like this I, I I sense you I gotta go start some shit, but but they need Kong I guess to take them to some place, and so they gotta take them there, and Godzilla start shit. And I mean let's I mean let me let's be real, it's all an excuse to get them to fight. That's just all it really is. Uh, the human characters in this movie, for me anyway, I think are pretty much all forgettable. But I feel like the pacing is is a uh, is fast enough, and they don't dwell on human stuff in terms of trying to build characters we don't really care about, and they know we're not going to really care about. And they're just like, once we get to these fights, they're fun. The the the, the plot's always moving. Uh, the science is super stupid, but you know what? I the science is super stupid in a lot of Godzilla films that I love. So as long as you can kind of turn your brain off, because this is definitely a turn your brain off type film. This is definitely like I, I've always said that it's uh, or always thought that it's hard to do a really great Godzilla film where he's fighting other monsters and it be a smart film. You can do one by himself where he's like where he's more a metaphor for like you know nuclear power or just or just man trying to control nature and it blowing up in man's face but whenever he's fighting some other monster it really it's hard to do it and be smart about it i know it probably can be done somewhere but uh, i haven't seen it and uh i feel like they're doing that here but uh so the human points are weak but i feel like they're not trying to be strong so i so i won't necessarily hold that against it uh in terms of like its reach exceeding its grasp but uh what does shine is what uh we came here to see and i know you told me you didn't watch the movie so we can so, so everything i said everything i just said is probably like wow that's new i didn't watch the movie so okay that's the plot of the movie i didn't watch but the fights are what we i think we're here to see and i thought they were badass what are your thoughts Oh, 100%. I thought all of the fights were great. Uh, there was no quick cutting or anything like that. And they all had some good length to them. You know, all of them lasted a few minutes, and you didn't feel like you were cheated out of the action. 
Oh no, there they. There's one fight that takes place in the ocean in which Kong has a massive handicap during that fight and still pulls off some pretty decent stuff. Oh know? yeah. Uh, for sure, for sure. Uh, and just visually, like, I think the build-up to that fight, just on the water, was great. Yeah, exactly, all of that. And there, there's one thing I won't quite give it away quite here yet, but I will say the, the other interesting thing about the movie, in my opinion, is the fact that they came up with a decisive winner between the two of who they think would win in a fight, which I, I actually appreciate the fact that they, they picked a winner, in my, you know, in my observation and opinion. Oh yeah, there are no ties in this movie. I mean, there's definitely some, uh, there's, there's, there's definitely some, uh, some teamwork at some point, but there are definitely no ties. <laughs> For sure. And, uh, yeah, that fight in the water I thought was pretty great. I love the shots. Like, like, there's a shot where, like, this Kong is, like, at some point chained to the ship, and when the ship flips over, the, the camera's almost, like, mounted onto the ship to basically go underwater when it's underwater, kind of, like, rotate with it so you kind of experience the whole thing with it and i and i really uh i really enjoyed the visuals of that uh the kong definitely had a serious disadvantage in that first fight because godzilla is both you know a land guy and, a, and especially a water guy and, and that and there's a part where godzilla literally just tries to drown kong and i was like damn he's just he, he's just going for the throat here all right let's do this right yeah and, and then on top of that, remember the fact that Kong was sedated. He was, like, drunk yeah. even before the fight began. They're trying to transport him to another place without Godzilla knowing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, not only is he surrounded by water, complete entire disadvantage, he was also sedated. Like, so, like, the poor guy was just out of it, you know? Yeah, sedated, disadvantaged, and then, um, but yeah, and then we get to land. We end up going to Hong Kong. I kept thinking it was Tokyo, but I realized they probably destroyed Tokyo in the last movie. <laughs> oh no they oh no they didn't they destroyed boston in the last movie <laughs> there, you go. there we go i'm trying to think of what cities just so many cities to destroy but uh they couldn't have gone to hong kong where it's all neon and it reminded me very much of the uh of that great uh middle fight in pacific rim right yeah you know, where it's where, where the city is like lit up and they're having this great fight in this kind of like neon lit city and uh kong is now uh kong is armed now with uh, the axe you saw him have in the trailer. I uh, won't explain how we got that axe. For those who want to watch the movie, it's on HBO Max, obviously. It's in driving theaters. I actually saw this at the driving because I wanted to see these guys fight on a big screen of some sort. And it was definitely a ball. I definitely had a bit of alcohol, so I definitely probably had a better time than I would if I was sober. Uh, there's even a point where, at some point, uh, my lady steps out to go to the bathroom and I start giving, like, 12-year-old commentary. Like, like I'm watching a wrestling match and at the top of my lungs. And it was, uh, it was, it was, def it was definitely a good time. Um, the choreography I thought was uh, I thought was great, and watching Kong have to like dodge Godzilla's atomic breath and be super smart about it, I thought was super cool. Oh yeah, and I also appreciate the fact that Godzilla just went for that, the kill shot like that every time. Mm -hmm. He breath a lot all the he time. Yeah, he wasn't sparing with that stuff. He would use his claws and stuff, but yeah, he went for that atomic blast as often <laughs> as often as he could. Which yeah. I thought, yeah, that's realistically what he would do. And and, and Kong was smart about about like staying close to shut that shit down because Kong was like he was constantly like if I stay close and keep aim and keep aiming his head in other directions <laughs> I might survive this right exactly and so I mean one thing I'll appreciate even though they come up with a very decisive winner is I can see versions of either or winning you know in given circumstances and one of the things the movie does in a cool way is it gives a history of other Godzilla's and other Kong 
having fought in the past yeah. with different outcomes each time, which yeah. is one thing I really appreciated. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. I, I will say that the... Um, the trailers are a bit deceptive because because the, the trailer is very much uh, it looks very Kong is kicking ass and although Kong does kick ass, uh, Godzilla definitely can take a lot of those hits and dish it back. <laughs> Because yeah, there was that like you know that great opening punch in the you know in the trailer that we all love, but then Godzilla follows it up immediately, <laughs> like in the movie. Well, well, what's funny is too is following all of the trailer hype on Twitter. It was on some parts it was very fifty fifty on who would win, and then on other parts it was like eight out of ten people were sold that Kong would be a definitive winner. Oh yeah. Uh, and, and then you know like I said fifty fifty on some threads where some people were like oh it's gonna be either or. And then there was another group of people that are like, uh, you know, like, you know, 80 out of, you know, 80 out of 100 were saying Kong was going to be a definitive winner. And so that's the, the effective powers of trailers leading the audience one way or another. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. And, I'm, and, I'm, and I only watched that trailer. I didn't watch anything else. Thank God, because I ended up finding a trailer later that, like, spoiled who they fight at the end. <laughs> And I was like, why would you spoil that before the movie comes out? No, I listened to some podcast recently, and one of the audience members asked about, like, why do trailers show so much stuff? And uh, one of the guys that cut trailers explained, he's like, the reason trailers nowadays for, like, the last 10 years give up the whole entire movie is because test audience asked for that. They're like, they do test screeners and all that stuff, and a lot of them say, this doesn't explain it that well, or whatever. And so, basically, the testers, the test audiences, want to be spoon-fed everything that goes on. Yeah, which is hilarious. I remember seeing a trailer that showed an entire movie once, or basically an entire movie once, and I saw a comment that said, nice movie, now where's the trailer? But, yeah, uh, that was the answer, and I'd heard that answer before about the fact that test audiences are just like, oh, well, well why is this character doing this thing? And so literally, they want the entire movie. And sometimes I, I wondered, like, how do people not get it? And, you know, without naming names, I have enough family and friends, very intelligent, very smart people, that when I go to watch a movie with them, they're sitting there like 10 minutes later, hey, why is this character doing this thing? And I'm laughing. I'm like, you're not playing on your phone or anything. It's like, literally, this character is murdering this person because of this thing over here. Like, don't you remember that? Like, five minutes ago? Yeah, I remember. What, yeah, I remember when we uh, you told me that you, it, it took your sister Sarah like multiple times to realize that one character in the movie was deaf. Yep. And it was pretty obvious the first time, but apparently, you know, she just didn't get it. So I was like, I, I, I mean, and again, this, this has happened with multiple family and friends uh, of all different backgrounds. And again, people I admire, I highly respect people that know a lot more about the medical field and stuff. I don't, but when it comes to like things of entertainment or movies, where I just grasp most of the concept of what's in front of me, and that they're just completely clueless. It just, it cracks me up. Yeah, man, just, well, well, it's also just, like, having, like, like, just having a, a understanding just cinema lingo, you know what I mean, or, or, or just the language of cinema, the visual language that, you know, like, like, the more art films you watch, the more you'll pick up more subtler things and kind of get a more, like, refined style, like, you know how, like, Brian Powers, was very much, uh, you know, like a he was a man, like he was like the average film goer, but like now his film tastes are getting more refined. 
but like just the better quality of stuff you get, the harder it is to kind of go back to like a simpler kind of way of storytelling where they spoon feed you everything. You're like, you're kind of like, I, I kind of like want them to not hold my hand as much and, 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 and kind of challenge me to pay attention. Exactly. In fact, there's a relationship comparison. They, you know, the old joke has been is like, once you've had sex, it's tough to go back to holding hands. Right. And that's the same thing with movies, television, and other things. Is like, if you know too much of how, you know, it's all, the cake is made, then you, you need better rest For sure. So uh, I guess since we're not, since the movie is pretty much just about this fight, without spoiling what the, like, who's in the last bit of the fight, uh, what was your thought on the final boss fight of this movie? Yeah, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, again, during these fights, they, they had their distinct uh, winners and, and stuff like that, and which, again, I really appreciated. You know, there was a team up and everything else. I thought the team up was great. I thought the final fight was great. I thought every fight was great. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed looking at how Godzilla's design is, Kong's design, um, everything. I I was blown away and very impressed. So I thought I thought the fight nailed it out of the park. And it's funny because I look at this movie and it's like a two hour long movie. And there's maybe a, a total of 15 ish minutes of all the fights combined. And it's like, I'm thinking in my mind, like, that's all I cared for was that 15 minutes. I didn't care about any of the human stuff. I just want that 15 minutes. Um, there is a scene outside of Godzilla and Kong fighting where one of them ends up in a, another world that's just full of monsters. And that world of just full of monsters, I thought was really cool. Oh, yeah. The, you know, uh, they uh, called it the hollowed earth. Yeah, the hollow earth. That yeah. That was really cool. Uh, everything we saw in that world was really cool. I was like, oh, I want to spend a whole movie in that world instead of the regular human world. I was like, I, I just want to see another Skull Island type world where it's just full of monsters, you know? And, you know, because I've seen Tokyo, I've seen Boston, I've seen all these movies with all these buildings and all those human stuff. Show me the world and the stuff I haven't seen. And we only got like a sweet taste or a sweet glimpse of it. It's kind of like in the Green Lantern movie of Ryan Reynolds where we saw, you know, we saw where all the Green Lanterns are at. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And they were there for like two minutes. Five minutes there. Like, whoa, whoa, go back to that. Go back to that. Yeah, it's the same thing they did in He-Man, same thing they did in Thor, where, like, all the cool shit is, like, in the opening 20 minutes, and then, like, after that, you're like, wait, no, go back, that was cool shit, I don't want to go to Earth. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, yeah, I, I think that's pretty much all we can pretty much say about this without spoiling it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, I really enjoyed it, but, uh, I know that... I know that, I mean, like you said, you only thing you remember of the fights, I remember pretty much everything you're saying, and... Uh, a couple of character moments here and there that I thought were fun. Like, the, like there was this character, uh, the, the the bad girl that worked for the bad guy that, like, 
uh, had this had this really funny moment with Kong where she like shouted Kong to get it to escape, and Kong handled that in a very funny way for me. Where he, yeah, no, I, I know that exact moment we're talking about, which I thought was hilarious. That was hilarious, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it, it was perfect. It was definitely meant for comedy, and I and I I definitely laughed. I was like, <laughs> I was like, what was your plan here? Yeah, they they absolutely nailed that moment towards the end of the movie, and I thought it was hilarious. I thought, oh, perfect, well timed, everything. Yeah, it was like you're not important anyway. But uh, yeah, so uh, let's just break it. Let's just end it now with uh, with final ratings. What would you give this? Uh, uh, what would you give of of what you saw if you were to rate it? Uh, what would you give it? So this movie, because the movie is gorgeous throughout the entire. Even as I'm skipping through the moment, the movie, and I, you know, I got paused on some human moments just to see if I cared, but I still didn't. Uh, the movie just looks fantastic from the beginning, middle, and end, in my opinion. And so, I mean, it just looks gorgeous. Godzilla looks gorgeous, and so does Kong. Like, all of them look fantastic. Uh, any other monsters and creatures we would have seen, they all look pretty good. Just maybe one of them, I thought, looked a little cheesy, um, but was, like, still decent. Uh, so, from everything I saw, I would give the movie, from my own perspective, because I really love the fights and stuff, I would give it a very high eight. Um, for anybody who, like, if they were like me and they didn't care about anything else but the fight, I would say all of them were worth it. Yeah. And from what I could tell, the movie looked like I could have enjoyed the entire movie if I watched all of it. I don't think I would have been bored or I would have felt it was like a waste of my time. Um, for me, I look at it in a way, like, kind of like how Robot Chicken does, like, 11-minute episodes. I would love to see, like, 15-minute shorts on some Kong stuff and some Godzilla stuff. Uh, there was a series called The ABCs of Death in which they gave $5,000 to 26 directors to do five-minute shorts on the letters, and they had to do something relating to death, relating to those letters. And I think some kind of anthology series like that with Godzilla, with Kong, and other kaiju monsters and robot tech like Pacific Rim, um, I just think some, like, 15-minute short slash anthology series would have been really great. Like, if we would have seen the previous Kong and the previous Godzilla fighting other monsters and just having other turn-up events, I think would be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, but for me, like I said, when I'm here just for the fight, it's really funny to be like, I'm here for the fight, and I'm watching a two-hour movie. Yeah. You know, and I, I think we just live in a world that that's the standard now, that we hit an hour and a half to... Um, and at two hours, I think even this movie, because they're skipping the human stuff anyway, go down to an hour twenty, an hour thirty. I think would have helped. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I'm gonna give this movie a bit of a lower rating because I saw it. Uh, and but uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this movie a seven out of ten. It knows what it is. It's fun. It's good, uh, delicious uh, popcorn fun. But I cannot deny that those characters were uh, just super flat. And being that I saw Kong Skull Island or, and saw that like there can be fun characters along with a you know along in a monster movie, uh, that is definitely still the uh, what I think is the thing to beat right now. Uh, I- I'm hoping they I'm hoping with these next ones they go toward um, just expanding more monster mythology and less and less people. Like I know that I know they have to have people, but I feel like just going more into monster mythology. Is where the interest is at, and then uh, and, and, and to, to add to your point real quick, for anybody that's seen uh, Kong Skull Island, they didn't do anything crazy different in that movie. They just wrote 
more interesting, more fun, more campy characters, and they had more interesting monster mythology because we're on Skull Island, which is a very cool, unique place that's entirely different from the everyday normal life that we live in. Yeah, that's that's definitely true. You definitely like uh, the environment definitely helped keep the movie interesting and not just when Kong was on the screen. So, uh, but yeah, I, I give this movie a uh, a seven out of ten. It was great fun, but they can do better. Fights were fucking magnificent, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got to say on this. Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap this one up, sir? Nope, that's it. All right, cool, cool. Well, I want to thank y'all for listening to At First Glance. You can find us on the Podbean, and you can find us on the podcast app for Apple. Until next time, I'm Jeremy McKinley. Russell Andrade. And thank you for joining us.